Hello and welcome Bengals fans. How are we doing today? This is your host of the Sports Ethos Cincinnati Bengals podcast. My name is Josh Reeser. You can find me on Twitter at R-I-E-S-S-E-R-1-4. And you can find this Sports Ethos page at at Ethos Bengals. Like I said, I am part of the Sports Ethos Network, which is rapidly growing. And we are always looking for someone to come uh, cover a team. And that said, it doesn't even have to be NBA or NFL. There's all kinds of sports going on at Sports Ethos. There's uh, disc golf, European hoops. There's daily fantasy shows going on. You know, NBA playoffs just started. Already already been a crazy first round. Uh, I hope the Bucks can get it together. Having, I think it was like four or five superstars getting hurt in the first game of those games uh, really uh, set the tone, but... This isn't an NBA podcast. If you want, uh, if you want to listen to one of those, go search Sports Ethos. But let's get back into football. Uh, you know, it's still kind of been a, a slow free agency. There hasn't been any big trades, any new signings. Like I always allude to last year, there was a lot of receiver trades and just hip hopping going on. But uh, this season, not so much. Although Jalen Hurts got paid. Rightfully so. I've always been a big fan of him. People didn't think he'd make it in the NFL, but took the Eagles to a Super Bowl last year. He probably would have been the MVP if he didn't miss a few games. And uh, he got rewarded. He got a five-year, $255 million contract extension. Uh, 179 of that is guaranteed. And it comes with a no-trade clause. So he is uh, sitting pretty in Philly. Uh, he could have earned up to $54 million a year based on incentives, and that is actually uh, crowning him as top-paid player in NFL history. So, Bengals are going to have to pay Joe when it happens. And uh, another bad thing is that he's kind of, uh, there's a little race going on with Herbert, Lamar Jackson, and Burrow, who's going to get paid, and... You know, as a Bengals fan, you hope it burrows next because you don't want to see them lose, not lose, but spend a lot more money than they need to. I wish it would have been done sooner. I don't know why it hasn't. I guess, you know, there's a lot of little nitpicky things you got to figure out, but if they could get that done ASAP, that'd be great. No new news on Lamar either. Uh, no team has come out, said they're interested. However, the Ravens did go out and sign Odell Beckham Jr., to a, uh, a actually a pretty lucrative deal is up to 18 million dollars for Odell and I think it's one year with the base around 15 uh, apparently Lamar helped recruit him there too so maybe that's kind of telling but it's kind of odd to see them spend that much money on a receiver when they don't even have their quarterback happy or locked into a long-term deal so who knows what's going to happen in Baltimore. So yeah, no news on Joe, no news on T, no news on Logan Wilson. The Bengals have not gotten any of these extensions done. I really wish we had a little bit of clarity on what was going on. I haven't heard anything. It's just been so quiet lately and I I don't like it. I guess staying in line with a little bit of the quarterback talk, the Bengals did host Trevor Simeon on a free agency visit. He's always been a decent backup. He, he's kind of, uh, I think, played 
better than people thought he ever would coming out of Northwestern. So I think he'd be fun. Uh, Brandon Allen is still a free agency, a free agent, I should say. I'm sorry. And I think Jake Browning is the only quarterback on the roster. And he's kind of just more of a scout team kind of guy. So maybe they address a quarterback late in the draft. I, I saw that they met with Dorian Robinson-Thompson from UCLA. He'd be a fun pro uh, project. I think he did clock the fastest thrown ball at the, at the combine for whatever that's worth. The draft is less than 10 days away. So I'm very excited about that. I still have no idea what the Bengals are going to do with their number one pick at uh, at 28. Do they stay there? Do they move back? Do they move up? Does Bijan fall to them? Probably not. I don't know. I think, well, based on what Zach said, they are going to take best player available. So that literally could be any position. Uh, they definitely have met with more position groups than others. But I, I can talk about that one another time. We still got Jonah Williams in the building. He uh, was uh, initially pretty sour about the Lael Collins signing. Uh, he did not seem too keen on moving to right tackle. I guess I get it. You played left tackle your entire career. Although I think he did play right at Alabama. But it doesn't seem like the Bengals are garnering too much interest from him. I don't think he's worth losing over a fifth round pick because I think we're still on the books for his $12.3 million regardless so I just really hope he's he kind of just sucks it up and plays right tackle and you battle that with Lael once he's healthy we can cut Lael I think that saves us like six or seven million we can move Lael to left guard and let him battle out with Cordell Volson although uh Recent signee Orlando Brown Jr. has said that Volson is the biggest guard he's ever played with, so that's kind of fun. I think Orlando's like six eight three fifty, and Cordell's like six six three twenty. So that's a pretty uh, those are pretty big boys right there. Joe should be feeling pretty good about his left side this upcoming season. I think Cordell was on first team all rookie for offensive line. I don't know. I could be making that up. Our good friend uh, Jumpin' Joe Mixon was back in the news again. Seems his uh, one of his legal cases got reopened. Apparently it was the weekend they were playing the Bills in the, the divisional round and he flashed a stupid gun at some woman in, in traffic at a stupid car stop. And they now have, it got dropped and now they have new evidence apparently of it. So, I mean, it's it's like, whatever. It's a dude being dumb as rocks. But it's like, why do the Bengals continue to employ this guy when everything that is ever about him is negative? Just a couple months ago, his name was in uh, the news again for uh, shooting at his sister's house. It's It's just getting annoying. It's... And the fact that they haven't done anything to address the running back position besides losing Samaj P. Ryan just baffles me. Unless they're truly waiting right up until the draft, maybe make a move. They're gonna they're gonna cut him, see what kind of running back falls to them. Because they saved ten million dollars if they designate him as a post June first cut, and I just don't know why they haven't done that yet. Um, Katie Blackburn, the Bengals' executive vice president. She uh, was very 
kind of awkward about being asked about Joe Mixon's future on the team. Uh, can't find a soundbite of it, but when I listened to it, she, she was, you know, taking a lot of pauses. She was kind of stuttering. She had no confidence behind her voice. It sounded like Joe was basically gone. I just don't know why it hasn't happened yet. I just want it to happen soon. I just want, I just want it to happen. You know, the Bengals, if that happens, they probably will draft someone probably in the second round. They always have success there. I've talked about it a million times before. But the thing is that this offense of running back isn't a dire need, so they could even dip, double dip later in the draft and, uh, you know, just kind of get some cheap bodies back there and let some competition ensue. I also would not be upset if they drafted Bijan Robinson or Jameer Gibbs. Uh, I think that would make that offense super exciting and it would bring an element that they have not had in a long, long time. They only have Chris Evans and Trevion Williams behind Mixon anyways, so there's kind of no depth. Evans was a, an old rookie. Williams was kind of always injured. Although Zach Taylor has been talking him up, I guess he's chomping at the bit to get more playing time. I just don't see it. I, I, I don't have much confidence in that guy. Let's get into some of uh, the, the more recent signings. There's been a few, I guess. Uh, one is a defensive signing. The Bengals signed uh, cornerback Sidney Jones, most recently from the Raiders. He also played with the Seahawks last season. Uh, those were his fourth teams since 2020, so he's uh, kind of been a vagabond. He has not found a home. He's only 26, though, that said. And it's a one-year contract, so it's not a big, big risk. Uh, Although I will say the Bengals love their 26-year-olds. I feel like almost every signing they've had the past couple of years, besides a few, have been 26-year-old players. He also, uh, this is another theme this year, he's a, he's a round two, former round, little, former second round pick, excuse me. Uh, he's more of a, a backup depth piece. That's what he played last year. Uh, however, what makes me happy is that he could be the Eli Apple replacement because I'm sick and tired of looking at Eli Apple. I know he's got a lot of fans in Cincinnati. He's he's one of the more divisive players. I'm just I'm tired of him. I think he's been noted saying that he wants more of an opportunity to, to start, and I don't think he's going to find that in Cincinnati. You know, with their projected quarterback room, they got Cheeto coming off of that injury who's very recently, I think it was today, this is on Tuesday, Cheeto's going to be back for week one. They're going to have Cam Taylor-Britt, his sophomore season. He really stepped up when needed. Mike Hilton's going to man the slot. They like this physicality. He, You know, he's the best blitzing slot cornerback in the league. And then the, at the four and the five, they'll have Sidney Jones and Jalen Davis, who's kind of more of a special teams backup slot cornerback. But I don't hate that. And, you know, and there, another thing about Sydney is he, he also ran a 4-4-7, so kind of keeping in the theme of speed. That way we don't get beat by Marquez Valdez the Scantling in the AFC Championship game. But, you know, with this cornerback room, I don't think the Bengals draft a cornerback in round one unless they truly have one on their big board as the best player available. I feel like maybe Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State could be fun just because he's got those like wicked long arms. Uh, 
he just be fun to pair with with Dax Hill and and Nick Scott back there have another uber athletic player but yeah I, I mean maybe I see them taking one in the mid to late rounds that said they have met with a, quite a bit amount of cornerbacks so I guess it doesn't sound like they're they're done adding there uh, I believe eight pre-draft visits so far and I'm sure that's going to keep on raising as the, as the draft gets closer. A position of need all offseason got addressed as well in the past weeks. They signed two. I guess one was a re-signing. Both one-year deals. So uh, clearly not thinking about the future. I'm talking about the tight end spot. Irv Smith coming over from Minnesota Vikings. He, uh, he's a young guy. He's only 25 years old, coming out of Alabama. He was seen more of a, one of those uber-athletic tight ends. He's only 6'2", 240, so he's not really known for his blocking prowess. Good after the catch, so he's, he's got a little bit of wiggle in his step. Probably a little more wiggle than Hayden. Uh, not as big. I don't know if he'll be able to make the same plays that Hayden was being able, able to do. Uh, as in, like, making those hurdles for the extra yards, I maybe Irving gets in a different way. Uh, it's only it's a one-year, $1.75 million deal. So that's actually really cheap. He is coming off of back-to-back -back injuries, a knee and an ankle, so we'll see how long he can hold up. I mean, the thing about Cincinnati, though, they've gotten two, uh, two tight ends the past two years nice contracts afterwards so if he can stay healthy and put up numbers that's beneficial for both he's also another former round second pick like I was talking about earlier uh, just says this other guy Drew Sample who I am not a big fan of one of, one of the bigger busts I'd say in Bengals draft history or at least recently uh, another one year signing like I said uh, he's known to be a, a blocking specialist, although every time he gets matched up with a, an even average pass rusher one-on-one, -on -one, he always loses. He went to visit Arizona Cardinals, but didn't come back with a deal. I guess Cincinnati wanted to scoop him up before that happened. And so now the tight end room basically is uh, Irv Smith, Drew Sample, and Devin Asiasi. So to me, that definitely leaves the door open of of selecting a tight end first round. I've always been a big advocate for Darnell Washington just because he's a big, giant dude. Him and Zach Koontz, like if we could get them bookending the, that offensive line, go more 12 personnel, which is two tight ends on the field, one running back and uh, two receivers. I would love it. I want more big bodies to help protect Joe and Koontz in Washington. I think I know Koontz was the most athletic tight end at the combine, and and I think Darnell was one of the top ones as well. So uh, what, what's going on here? But that's a funny little world that I live in. Sometimes I think Michael Mayer is probably the favorite at 28 if they went tight end. Everyone seems so um, hell bent on. Dalton Kincaid out of Utah, who just got medically cleared from his back injury. And, I mean, I guess it seems like he's a good athlete, but 
like I keep saying, I don't. I want the Bengals to go more of a blocking approach with the tight end. And when you're going to be at best three on the totem pole, because you got Chase and Higgins taking one and two, you're fighting with Tyler Boyd and then the running back for the targets right there in the passing game, plus the running game. So I don't think the uber-athletic tight end is what this offense needs. You know, all season I feel like I've been talking about tight ends and running backs the most, like, more than anything else. So, they have to address it. Early, right? I don't know. Uh, Let's go over, I just kind of want to break down, I guess, the Bengals' moves in general. They definitely had a lot more additions than subtractions, although I think the subtractions might have outweighed the additions, I guess. Uh, I mean, because a bunch of re-signings were about, like, special teams and, and the practice squad quarterback. They did re-sign Jermaine Pratt to that extension. They got a good deal on him. But that has kind of maybe put a dent into Logan's extension. But maybe they're just seeing, making him play it out like they did Jermaine, and he'll get his next year. But going to be uh going to be fun to see how they space out all these extensions. Uh like I said practice squad guys, the long snapper, Adam Minus, Jalen Davis, Joe Bacci, Michael Thomas. Uh Travion Williams, is he going to be running back number 2 for us? They resigned Max Sharping, played he who was forced into playing guard late down the stretch. Uh, they also signed Cody Ford f- from Buffalo. He's a he's a guard tackle swing guy. He could compete. You know, the, uh, I'm always I'm always big on competition. And the good thing about this Bengals offensive line this season is there's going to be a lot of it. Uh, there's reports of Cordell Bulls or not Cordell Jackson Carmen was looking really lean. I think he wants that right tackle spot. Speaking of tackle, Orlando Brown. He's probably the, he's. The biggest signing I think the Bengals have had in years. The fact that they were able to get him for a pretty good deal as well. Like, they, they haven't had to bust out big bucks for anybody lately. They've been very smart in their signings. So, I, at this point, I'm just I'm going with the flow. I'm trusting Duke and Katie. Even Zach. In the beginning, I was not a Zach fan, but he's he's grown on me a lot. And then uh, continuing with the additions, like Irv, and, Irv Smith and Drew Sample, that tight end room, not very strong, but not a big component of the offense, I suppose. Uh, defensive players, Sidney Jones, Terrell Basham, he's an edge rusher. I didn't really talk much about him. He's kind of an older guy. He's just a depth depth signing. Uh, but the subtractions, they lost both starting safeties. Von Bell, he's a Carolina Panther now. Jesse Bates. Staying in that division, he's a Falcon. Uh, that might be the, like, overall the biggest, like, impact on the team. Because they, they were they were both here for, like, what, three, four years running lose system pretty, pretty well. And now we're going to get a lot younger. Maybe a little more athletic and faster, but Von Bell was basically, uh, he, he kept everybody in check on that on that team. Uh, also losing Hayden Hurst to the Panthers, but I think Irv Smith is a pretty pretty even swap. 
especially age-wise, and then losing Samaj P. Ryan. He uh, he was a big player for us, you know. He he played more meaningful snaps in the three biggest games the past two years, and he was a better, more efficient runner than Mixon. I mean, at least they did. Like I've said, completely turn that offense around the second half of the season last year and kind of abandon the run unless it was like a short yardage or goal line or a safe play. So, you know, and even in the NFL in general, the, the need of running back is starting to decrease and no one wants to pay them. You know, there's rumors of like Dalvin Cook being released, Mixon being released, Zeke was released, Kamara probably going to be suspended for at least half the year. After all that new video evidence coming out of him bragging about how he beat beat someone up, so I don't know. I, I, league's moving to a more pass happy offense, anyways. That said, you know the Bengals they got some questions coming up in the receiving room as well. You know next season Tyler Boyd he's going to be a candidate to be cut. They could save ten million dollars next year if they do that. They're already going to have Chase on the books, hopefully T on the books as well. I think they need to draft a receiver mid to late round this year. A developmental guy would be nice. You know, I'm a big Tank Dell guy. He's he's little, but if you know how to use him, he'd be great. And, uh, you know, with the Bengals, they wouldn't have to rely on him a lot. But with the draft less than a week away, like I keep saying, who knows what's going to happen. This team has so many questions and they're, the Bengals are always so cryptic about how they answer things and you know you can never really get a, a straight answer from anyone but I guess I kind of uh, the mystery adds a little bit of excitement to it I can't wait for the draft I I, I honestly have no idea what they're going to do I'm almost in the can in the the voting of uh trade back and just collect as many picks as you can. It seems to be a pretty deep class, both offensively and defensively. So I'd say just load up and try to get some cheap contracts on the team. And uh, you know, next time, uh, next time we uh, we meet, I'll do an episode about uh, breaking down the draft. See if any any news pops out. Maybe I'll do a a mock draft simulator and see if there's any uh, smoke screens, any trades happening. I don't know, uh, but uh, just want to say thanks for coming in, guys. Always appreciate you listening. Always having a blast. It's a beautiful day outside. I think I'm gonna go take another walk. So as always, you can find me on Twitter at Ethos Bengals or Reeser14, which is R I E S S E R14. Give me a follow. Give me a like. Subscribe to the show. That way, it'll auto-download for you, and you don't have to do anything except listen. But, uh, thanks again, guys. Good day, and have a good day.